0: No, no. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah. (laughs) Episode 16, in effect. This is another Rebecca Amosa episode.
1: Yes, this is one of the Spain sessions, the very last one. And you know what that means? What? I need to go back. I was going to say, does it mean (laughs) pan con tomate? That's what I was. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We can celebrate with that. If any of you listened to, I think that was the first (laughs) Spain session episode where our pan con tomate episode that was number
0: four right with sheena when oh, wow when you announced sheena and you were talking about like you were just going on and on you kept saying pan con tomate i was like wait so hold up what is pan con tomate i thought it was like one word then it's like bread with tomato i'm like oh i get it yeah it's simple it's not it doesn't <laughs> sound as mysterious So go back to episode four if you want to hear that uh, fashion designer conversation between rebecca and her friend but what do we got today
1: Today was, I sat down with Katya, and she is a YouTube sensation. Mm. She's, well, making herself, building it up, and it was really cool speaking with her and just hearing that perspective. A couple things that we've talked about, I know when we did our workshop, um, I think last November, October, Spiral Spiral Up, up. one thing that a lot of creatives mentioned was trying to find the time as an obstacle Mm -hmm and then also just motivation to get started mm-hmm. and she touches on both of those you know she works full time and also exploring this idea of uh, the internet social media you know i've mentioned i have a love hate relationship with it yeah. and you know how it can be used for good so and to express your creativity
0: so all of her links we could put in the show notes as well so people could follow her and obviously we don't want to spoil anything but what's her what's her little niche what does she do
1: she does lifestyle, what lifestyle, food. I think she has some food ones there. Yeah, because we were actually speaking it on, the, on the podcast because she wasn't sure that she wanted to go to very specific, but overall lifestyle. She does vlogs. Uh, she lives there with her fiance, Nathan, who's like a super big supporter of hers and her dog and cat. And she does like cute little videos. She does try on hauls, like amazing makeup tutorials, all that kind of thing. And like I say, again, it's even more amazing when you think that this girl also has a full-time mm. job and, you know, she just does her videos on the weekends, edits on the weekends, wanted to get uh, something out there and it's just slowly and surely building and connecting with people. And it's really cool. It's one thing
0: I recently read that I feel has been thematically a conviction in my creative life is that we often say, I'm busy, I'm so busy. and. I am totally guilty of that. I can easily say like my plate is so full, da da da. But that's a the, That's a cop out. You've got you've got to get through that. Like that is something that we kind of wear. Sometimes as a badge of honor. And I actually feel like some people like put you on a pedestal. I know you're so busy. Oh like, my god! Oh, I don't want that to be my life. Like no, I make time for what's important to me. Like I fill my life with what matters. My priorities yeah. are creativity, and so I've gotta. I've got to make that in my schedule be a reality.
1: It's interesting that you said we wear it as a badge of honor because I've noticed that so many times that it's almost, you know, I stayed until 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. at the office and I've only had two hours of sleep and people are just bragging about it. And I'm like, tell me about the good nap you had and that you were able mm-hmm. to go and do something productive yeah, after because I think that's far more
0: important. Brag about your rest, brag about your your personal space, your self-care, that's a good thing. Yeah, you because deserve I feel a... like
1: that... And it pushes us to be able to be more productive. Yeah. And like you said, pri- prioritizing what is important in your life, then you always find time for that. Actually, my dad, I remember one time, um, he, I can't remember what or exactly what the circumstance was, but I was supposed to call him. I said, yeah, yeah, if I, if I have time. Uh, and I got a lecture yeah. <laughs> on the phones. And he said to me that basically, if something's important to you, you always yep, find the time. Totally and if, if something or someone yep.
0: so that's a great point words are so powerful like that I, I would encourage us to be brave makers we have to take control not only of our time but of our words and so saying something like I haven't made the time yet is actually more honest and transparent mm. with our work like right that. even with our relationships like hey you know what, I'm sorry I haven't made the time for you that's on me I need to yeah. make time for you and make time for my wife, make time for my kids, make time for my personal self-care. And I think that also puts the onus and responsibility back into our court as opposed to putting it out into the universe of the world. Like I haven't, I haven't found the time or haven't done this or whatever. It's like, no, you're not a passive uh, victim in your schedule. You are the master of that schedule. And so I think yeah. it's, it's been helpful for me to think through that. So I'm trying to navigate that and be more responsible with those words too.
1: Or recognizing where you want to spend yeah. your time. If you if you haven't made the time, why is right. that? Maybe you need to be honest about that. that's Maybe not a direction yeah. or something yeah. for you to sure. take on.
0: Yeah, I've had to make more time for moving or organizing or getting my finances in, in place. So I've had to work a little bit extra to da-da-da-da. Mm. Da. But yeah, it goes back to like, this is what I've done because I know this is what, because I'm, I'm in control here. I'm the one who, who, makes, who puts the appointments in my calendar, you know? Not some oblivious force that I don't have any control over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ex- I have a, I, I remember speaking to somebody on that where it was, they were saying that you can actually, you basically control time, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe not in like the physics of it, but as you were saying, you know, being very aware yeah. of where you're spending yep. it and who you're wanting to spend it with, you know, how you're scheduling yourself. So yeah. we can find these little pockets of
0: time. Yeah.
1: All the yeah. time, yeah.
0: <laughs> and I think our schedules are super powerful. Last thing I'll say, I'm looking at. Where, by the way, we're in our new office. This is our second podcast intro from the new BraveMaker office. But I'm looking at a whiteboard. We love whiteboards here with <laughs> BraveMaker. But it's <laughs> a powerful thing to write something on your schedule. Like, so I this summer I said, okay, Thursday nights I'm gonna be making stuff. I have to because this is what I what I value. I put a couple things like I'm gonna do a uh, a read through of a script that I made, and we're gonna record it. I want to make a short film. So I put it on the schedule for a specific date. And I'm telling people because it keeps me accountable. I have to get some people, you know, casted. I have to uh, invite some partners, you know, to be on the crew. But that makes it a reality when it's on the freaking schedule. It's coming, the deadline is coming. I love deadlines like that. So I hope that helps people. I hope this podcast is helping you to reach your creative goals. And thanks, Rebecca, for taking the mic. Like this mic was in. Spain, wasn't it?
1: In my suitcase, (laughs) yeah. In my carry-on. I was thinking, oh, how is this going to be going through security?
0: (laughs) I love it. Nothing
1: came up, but yeah.
0: So hey, if you are trying to reach some creative goals and we can help you or if you want to be a part of the filmmaking creative stuff we're doing on Thursday nights, let us know. Social media. Uh, I'm Tony Gapastone or you can email me Tony at BraveMaker.com
1: or Rebecca at BraveMaker.com
0: All right, anything else we need to know before we launch launching. Okay. Hey, happy summer, everyone. Keep enjoying, keep creating.
2: Stories, scripts, and conversations with creators.
1: This is the Brave Maker Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Brave Maker Podcast. My name is Rebecca Mosa. And I am casting, I think that's how you you would say, I'm casting from um, south of Spain, I'm still here visiting, this will be my last podcast while I'm here, and I have a really special guest, I have a friend and neighbor of mine, Katia Constantine, say hi! Hi. (laughs) She is a content creator, YouTube creative, and we'll get to pick her brain a little bit so it's going to be kind of cool. So, I always like to get to know people a little bit um, before we start talking about your creative process. So, a little bit of an intro. Katya was born in England, in Devon. Yes. <laughs> and you were raised pretty much your entire life in Spain. Yes. Um, this year, I've actually been here 20 years. Oh, w- wow. <laughs> yeah, this October. Yeah. So, by all means, you're, you're, ten, you're pretty much Spanish, I would say. I'm virtually. Yeah. <laughs> so, you speak fluent Spanish. Yeah. Ooh. And... You have your family here, you have your pets here, you have your fiancé here, so this is home. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Wouldn't even dream of going back to the UK. Because of the weather, mostly? Mm-hmm. Or? Mostly, I mean, it, it is snowing back there right now. Oh so. my gosh. <laughs> yeah, we've had some windy days, but that's about... We can't complain too much, because we oh, get a no. lot of sun. <laughs> so one thing that I always like to ask people... Um, was there a point in your childhood or that you remember that you you knew that you were creative or that you had creative tendencies or maybe you had family members telling you, you know, hey, that's different and that kind of thing?
2: Um, uh, not really. I don't think there was like a light bulb moment at all because um, I think it was it was just mostly about occupying my time. I was an only child, so there wasn't a lot to do. Um, so I was just trying to keep myself busy most of the time and I just found myself doing more things that I found fun which were more creative rather than sort of sitting in front of the TV or or playing PlayStation or whatever it was that was
1: available at the time and things like that. Do you think that had also to do with um, the Spanish culture? Because I noticed a lot here that kids are always outside. Like they're always outside doing something. Whereas like in Canada and the US I always see people more like in front of the TV, on their iPads, that kind of thing. Might be the weather, but... It could well have something to do
2: with it, to be honest. But, I mean, that's only really the case, I think, for social kids. <laughs> I was a very unsocial child. So I, I preferred my own company rather than going
1: outside and spending time with other kids. <laughs> I can relate to that, actually. <laughs> we can talk about that later. Although I do love people, and I love to get to know people and everything. But, yeah, but I course. enjoy some independent time. Which is very interesting that you say that, because now you're a YouTuber, and so you're, you're essentially... A Oh, by the way, we have a lovely dog here <laughs> named Gizmo. And this was your rescue dog in Spain. He's a yeah. padenco is that right? A padenco cross with something else? We
2: think that he's a Padenco cross with a border collie. So ah, he's okay. got both tendencies, which is quite good, really. He's quite well behaved.
1: Mm, yes, good. he's a sweetheart. So if you hear any uh, sounds, it's probably just um, Gizmo. Gizmo or it could be the neighbors you know sometimes (laughs) sometimes people can be a bit loud but the noisy (laughs) neighbors. I'm also curious uh, you were speaking about um, doing things other than watching tv what were those types of things like what were you doing to fill your time
2: um I well I was reading from a very young age anyway so I was always doing a lot of reading um which sort of made me want to write my stories and things like that I wrote a lot <laughs> of stories when I was younger um not do you that care I, to share no <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> no way no but um but I did always enjoy writing stories uh doing painting drawing um I did play bass when I was uh, when I was a teenager as well, badly. Really? <laughs> yeah,
1: I still got my bass guitar. That's I won't get cool. rid of it. <laughs> I have an electric guitar. Where I took like I maybe mean, I took like five months worth of lessons. That was about it. But oh, it was
2: more than wide. I, <laughs> <you know, laughs>
1: I was thinking we could start a band, you know, if a podcast and YouTube thing doesn't work out, look out for that, everybody. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Welcome. Do you think that Having both backgrounds influences you differently in the way that you um, see the world. Do you think? Funnily enough, I think I actually identify more with the with, no
2: more with UK culture. I've always preferred UK music and obviously UK TV and movies and things like that, and also and comedy as well because I watch obviously a lot of American. <laughs> TV and movies and stuff, but then pff, UK comedy, you can't beat it. Sorry.
1: <laughs> what is it about UK comedy? What do you think?
2: Oh, it's, it's grimy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's grimy. It's just very, very
1: dark and sick. <laughs> Interesting. So as we mentioned, Katya has her YouTube channel. You are a content creator. Mm. And one thing, we went for a beautiful hike the other day in Pisara. Was that? Yes. It's okay, yes, it I was. got that right. <laughs> In Pisara, and one thing you told me, um, when we were talking about how you started your channel, you said something that kind of hit me um, quite a bit, and I thought it was it was very profound that um, you always thought that you wanted to do something creative, and especially with painting. Mm-hmm. So you went and bought all of the supplies and everything, and then it just sat there. And you yeah. said, after a while, I realized it's not the the painting it's not the supplies Mm. it's it's me and you know and I have to make that choice to go and do something creative and now you've been doing your YouTube channel and it's something that you continue to do and so I'm wondering what got you to want to start it why do you think it is that you've stuck with it Mm. and and how did you kind of beat that um I don't know if it's procrastination or just you know because we all deal with that yeah
2: of course um, i'm not i 'm not sure that there was necessarily one thing I think that um, like I mentioned to you before before we started recording i 've always had i 've had hundreds of hobbies in my whole lifetime because i, I don 't i consider myself kind of a jack of all trades master of none like i 'm not particularly great at anything but i 'm kind of okay at a lot of things so uh, YouTube started for me when it was, it was a way of bringing all of those little things that I was okay at into one place. And it sort of became one hobby in itself. Mm. Actually, the whole process of filming, editing and learning all the time, learning every single day, little Tricks on how to edit the videos and how to do this and how to do that and how to piece it all together and it was just that result at the end that I I found that it was it was a smaller thing to be proud of but I was proud every single time I finished a video, so it was almost like an accomplishment mm. and that was quite nice. It was a nice feeling.
1: That's pretty cool that you said that because I was just thinking, so if you're a content creator and you have a YouTube channel, so essentially you're the creative director of the channel, (laughs) then you also have to do the editing. You know, Mm. you have to come up with all the ideas. There's so many things involved. So, yeah, I guess it it puts together everything and it's this Mm. cool kind of mixing, you know, technology with creativity, yeah, yeah it's, really,
2: it's great fun. It is really, really good fun.
1: And so speaking of like creative direction, how do you think up um, what your videos are going to be about or what you want to mm. say on your channel?
2: I get a lot of inspiration from YouTubers that I already follow, obviously. I think that, um, I mean, when you're, when you're an artist, you get a lot of inspiration from history of art. You get a lot of inspiration for music by other, by other mus- musicians. So I do obviously watch a lot of YouTube. <laughs> That's my main thing. I watch a lot of youtube research <laughs> <laughs> yes, I call it research, but really it's just procrastination, <laughs> but no, I think it's um I think it's always good to have an idea of the kind of um the kind of direction that I want my channel to go in as well, which is which is quite nice but um it's difficult I think the I, it just sort of comes to me really what I decide the kind of idea that I want to do, and it's always based around lifestyle, so mm. it's like this month, everybody's going back to the gym because it's just been Christmas. So, I've done an activewear video and things like that. Like summer, people want to see beaches and people want to see, you know, all of the summer activities that you get up to. So, it's quite nice to work as a lifestyle, which is ideally what the channel is going to be about add that and
1: skincare as well because everyone seems to love skincare <laughs> Yeah, it's important <laughs> of course it is and, and how is it that you um get past that because you said sometimes you procrastinate watching youtube videos how is it that you get past that and just get to making the video like do you have any tips because i know i struggle with that i can <laughs> i can say i'm going to do so many things and then i sit there and it's like once i get going i'm great but how is it that you get yourself going
2: Um, Well, the thing is with procrastination, I think that you you really have to want to do what you're about to do. You Mm -hmm. really have to want to do it. Because if you don't want to do it, then you're going to find excuses not to.
1: That's true, yeah.
2: But the thing is, I want to get the videos done. But then if I'm not feeling it, if I try and force myself to do it, it won't be the same. It it seems forced, and then even when I'm editing it, it's just oh god,
1: you why can did see I it. do this? Do you think that other people can pick up on that if it's not coming from you know?
2: I pick up on it on other YouTubers, mm. so I can see when somebody's going through a bad time, maybe because I watch quite a lot of it. <laughs> but um, it's it's interesting. So I'll I'll watch I'll watch YouTubers constantly, and then I'll see I'll see them start to. I'm just not enjoying them very much anymore and I think what's going on and then maybe like a month down the line they'll say oh I broke up with my boyfriend or oh uh, this happened or that happened I'm like yeah I know
1: (laughs) it's it's good that you're intuitive too because I think that comes across when um when they're doing any kind of interaction with any kind of community they get that they they see that you're intuitive you're on you're Mm. authentic you know and I think thank you (laughs) it it makes people want to watch you more so yeah I hope so I think that's my thing anyway (laughs) And I'm I'm also curious. How long does it take from the time you have an idea until we actually see the video posted?
2: Honestly, if it's um, if it's a good if it's a good idea, if I'm happy with the idea, it probably takes a couple of weeks, a matter of a couple of weeks. Because I might have to because I work as well. Yeah. I work a nine to five job. Yeah, it's a case of having to maybe wait till the weekend, um, film it at the weekend, and then spend the next week editing and everything in my evenings as well so that's it's, it's not having a lot of time is the hardest part so it's like a good few weeks
1: from start to finish I think mm-hmm. so do you think that is one of your biggest obstacles then is not having the time because you know you also have a full-time job while you're creating this channel and gaining support
2: yeah I do think so I mean I, I put it this way I'm not going to link this podcast to my boss but I do spend a lot of time daydreaming <laughs> about YouTube <laughs> and what I'm gonna do next <laughs> Um. Hopefully he won't hear
1: this. (laughs) It's okay. She still does a good job. Yeah,
2: no, I'm still there. (laughs) I'm still doing my job. So, yeah,
1: it's interesting that when you're passionate about something, you know, and you get excited. Gizmo. So that was we'll we'll actually post a behind the scenes video um and you can go and see but that was beautiful little Gizmo jumping up because he felt left out of the conversation. <laughs> uh, so something that you wish to to be able to do more on a full-time basis um your YouTube channels, would you like to grow it to that?
2: I would love to. I really <laughs> I feel feel two ways about it. I feel like I would absolutely love to and I feel that it would just be the best thing in the world as long as I could make enough money to support myself because I don't think I'd want to be... Sorry. (laughs) I don't think I'd want to not be independent. I would never Mm. want to rely on my husband or my fiancé. Not that that's a bad thing by any means. It's just personally not something that I would want to do. Um, But on the other hand... I would be constantly anxious about what's coming next. Whereas, you know, the security of having a job and a contracted job is is also very important to me. So I think I'd have to try and
1: make it work somehow. I don't know. You touched on a very interesting point because as creatives, a lot of times... Um we don't have the standard you sometimes you don't always have the standard nine to five yeah. and so you have to be more and more comfortable with flexibility mm. and that kind of thing and, and that can be hard that's an obstacle I think for us all like mm. putting your faith that and also that what you're creating people are going to latch on to and like and that it's gonna well
2: exactly otherwise you could spend months <laughs> working on something um, for people not to like it and then you just wasted all that time and it's just it is a constant anxiety thing for anyone I think oops
1: Sorry, and my light just <laughs> flashed. So, like I said, we're doing a um, YouTube video at the same time as this. So our ring light shut off. Maybe we'll pause it so we can adjust that. <laughs> yeah, if we can. That... Okay, so we are back. Everything is great. Uh, Gizmo, again, wanted more attention. So <laughs> he took out our lights, but we are back and better than ever. So I'm I'm curious, when you're doing this, um, when you decided to do the YouTube channel, did you have any kind of naysayers, or was everybody pretty supportive?
2: Um, only me. <laughs> <laughs> it's. It, I think it's. It sounds silly, but it's something. Starting my YouTube channel is something that I wanted to do for years and years and years. Ever since I started watching YouTube myself, so I put it off so long because I was so nervous and because I was so afraid of. I don't know, making a fool out of myself. Maybe getting bad. Feedback from mm-hmm. it, and I was scared that I wouldn't be able to deal with the criticism. But eventually, I decided that I just didn't care anymore. And I thought, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? And the worst that can happen is that somebody says something nasty to you, you delete the comment, you move on.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm, I imagine, <laughs> because there are a ton of internet trolls, mm-hmm. that that does happen. So, do you feel like you have to develop a thicker skin now that you're putting yourself out there?
2: Well, I'm, I am lucky in a sense that I'm, I'm still a very small channel and I haven't actually had any issues with any negativity Yay. at all so far.
1: That's awesome.
2: So I say that and now they're all going to come running. <laughs> <laughs> That's us knock on wood. It is one thing that sort of terrifies me about my channel growing because I am so scared. I know that it's coming and I don't know how I'm going to deal with it when it does but i think that um, the the bigger you are the worse you have to deal with the trolls so to speak so i think that you i think the skin grows thicker as your mm. channel grows and as you have to deal with things but i do see i mean one of my favorite youtubers helen anderson seems to be suffering an awful lot recently because it's like she can't do anything right and mm. people are coming for her left right and center and I, I can see that she's suffering an awful lot, which is such a shame because she is doing an incredible job. She's always trying to be better, like in herself as a person. But um, but I think it's something that, every, you know, I mean, you're always going to get criticism in it, any yeah.
1: in any walk of life. I think, especially when you put yourself out there as a creative or, you know, on online, people forget that you're a person. Absolutely. <laughs> they forget it's... that there's somebody behind it. They forget that you've put your heart into you Know whatever you're showcasing to them, yeah. And so, a good reminder to anybody out there when you are viewing people's things, you don't have to like it, but you know, you can always move on, yes, <laughs> you can click to the next or you know, or just show your support. People really love it if you do love it, let people know. I mm, think that's good. absolutely. I forget to do that sometimes, and I'm, I'm I want to get better at that because if. People don't know unless you tell them, right? So.
2: Absolutely, I'm I'm so supportive to everybody that I that I think is even moderately good now because I know I know how important it is to me. So I was sort of like, I treat people the way I want to be treated. Yes, let's
1: support good. each other. Yes. I think that's good. Absolutely. And now that you you've made quite a bit of content, you said you're, st- you're a small channel, but you are growing. You're you know you're mm-hmm. finding your way. Do you still with each video that you post? get that type of anxiety or... Does it get easier with each one?
2: Um, The first few ones were the hardest. The first few ones were the ones that I thought, um, this is going to fail, this is going to flop. And it didn't. I survived. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So it was kind of like, oh, this is actually okay. I can do this. And after that, I think it's become it's become almost second nature it's the same as anything practice makes perfect well, yeah maybe not perfect
1: but <laughs> makes easier
2: practice makes better yeah there we go
1: <laughs> and we talked about the critics but who have been some of your biggest supporters whether they be online or just in your own personal life at uh, nathan oh of course nathan <laughs> my fiance as i was saying that i'm like i know where this is going um Kat. I'll, I call her Kat, so I know I've been saying Kat to but it sounds so formal. But it's so. okay. It's Kat. Don't <laughs> <Okay>. worry. <laughs> uh, Kat's fiancé, Nathan, is any time, like even when I look on Facebook and he's just so excited when he posts a <laughs> video, like he has to repost it and comment. And um, mm-hmm. Nathan was at our house the other night and we were just doing a little, we are just playing around with the um, podcast equipment And he did end up recording, you know, talking about you. And he was just so excited. He wants to be your manager. And (laughs) I know.
2: And you know why that is. Because he wants to be able to tell me what to do. And that's not going to (laughs)
1: happen. Interesting. He's trying to find a way around it.
2: I know. I know. But...
1: (laughs) But he does really love what you're doing. I think that's yes. so special. Um, I know with my husband too. He he gets super excited whenever at a fashion show. Mm-hmm. He'd be I could see him in the audience, and he has like the camera going, and then he also has like a video, like taking videos. And and he he's does. Like, oh, he yeah. is so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so excited. So it's nice to have that support. Yeah. And your family too. Do they watch your videos?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. My mom watches all of my videos every time. Does she comment? Mm-hmm. She hasn't. (laughs) I don't think she's quite grasped the whole. You need to comment on the video and the Facebook post and share it and all of this.
1: I can't really get the whole algorithm thing across to her, but she she does try. She tries. (laughs) I I forget about that too. That there is like if there again back to that if there's somebody that you support because I know even I've watched your videos. I'm like yeah, I like that, and I forget Mm. to even hit like. Because yeah. I just watched it, and so we do have to be mindful of that when people are putting out content and stuff. Because mm. now, in this like tech world, you can't just can't just think about it. You have to show support other ways so that yeah. they can create, uh, keep creating, and keep making and growing and everything. So yeah, exactly. Good <laughs> point. Your mom's lovely, by the way. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love supportive moms. Um, I remember at one um, one show I was doing, and I went to look back at the pictures. Mm. And I'm like, what is in that photo? And it was, my mom was there. And she was giving me the thumbs up the entire time. And she was sitting in front of Roberto, who is my husband. And so every photo, you can barely see, like, what's on the screen. Because there's, like, this thumb with, like, little red nail polish in the corner. That is so adorable. (laughs) It's the original thumbs up.
2: (laughs) Bless her. I love your mom. She's so cool. Oh, yeah, I guess
1: you did. Yeah, my mom came to Spain um, last year when mm-hmm. I was graduating my studies. So I guess you did meet her. Yeah,
2: yeah she was absolutely sweet. Yeah. She's so sweet,
1: honestly. <laughs> um, something that I think is really cool is that when we can shine a light on other um, people that are creatives that we're listening to, watching, that we're really intrigued with. You know, it could be someone in your personal life or it could be someone that you just see online. So is there anybody that you would like to, you know, shine a light on or shout out to that even that you enjoy watching on YouTube because you do a lot of research? That's what we're calling it now. (laughs) It makes it official. It makes it okay. Okay.
2: Um, there are so many people, so many people. Um, The thing is that my my two favorite YouTubers that I've been watching just constantly. The second day upload, I'm straight on it is Helen Anderson, like I mentioned before, um, she's just a very raw kind of. Uh, she is British as well. She's from she's from Norwich, and um, just very raw, just very real. And she's she's all about vlogs and lifestyle fashion. Mm. Um basically a bit of everything. To be honest, I actually look up to her a lot because she is just a bit of everything, a bit like my channel, whereas I'm not like what I'm not like a beauty channel or a skincare channel or a vlog channel. I'm a bit of everything and that's why I look up to her. And um raw beauty Christie as well, who's um I believe I believe she's American and she's incredible, absolutely amazing. I love her. <laughs> definitely recommend her again she is very raw it's in the name (laughs) but she is very raw she doesn't um, she doesn't pussyfoot around anything she just says it how it is and that's what I like about her I'm taking
1: notes as you were saying it so if you heard the pen going I was like because I think it's always cool to check out new things you might not have been um, aware of before so that's what you get when you talk to people And also, is there any kind of music or books or movies or things that you're kind of loving at the moment that maybe others would want to check out?
2: Um, Well, it's certainly not new. (laughs) (laughs) It's not new. It's been around for quite some time, but uh, I'm just uh, I'm just joining the party. Um, I'm just obsessed with listening to Audible at the moment. And I've been listening to um, the Hunger Games trilogy amazing because I'd watched the first two films and I thought they were great films don't get me wrong but didn't get around to watching the last one or the last two actually and when I heard the first book I was shocked at how similar it was to the movie so or how obviously how similar the movie was to the book so I loved it so much that I just can't stop listening
1: to it I'm already on the third book and it's been like two weeks (laughs) what is it about it what do you think really captivates you
2: um, I think I think it's the um, <laughs> it's the separation of the of the districts. Mm. It's the fact that their districts are all so different, and the fact that you know you have uh, this is probably going to get me into trouble. Um, an incredible incredible amount of poverty mm. and hunger, obviously, mm-hmm. um, in. One district, and then in another district, you have people worrying about you know, I I couldn't get this drink at my party, and I couldn't get this, and I couldn't get that, and it's very selfish and spoiled. And it kind of replicates our society. (laughs) Art mimics life, right? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So, that's probably Hmm. the more deep reason as to why I like it. But I am a huge fantasy fan anyway. I love Game of Thrones. I love Harry Potter. I love Lord of the Rings. love all of that stuff. Can't get
1: enough of it. This is me too. And I think it's because sometimes you can get into your head and it's just seeing these amazing things. It's like being in someone's imagination. Mm. And I I love fantasy too. Also, you can't always figure them out. Other movies, Mm. I feel like I watch them it's like, oh, I know what's going to happen. But these are like, it's another world. Especially Game of Thrones. Yeah. (laughs) One other thing I'm I'm curious about is... uh, What advice would you give to others that maybe want to start a YouTube channel or want to get their creative content out there? And also, how do you balance? um, Because like you said, you work full time, but you're also doing this video and putting up great content, you know, so it can be done. But any tips or tricks there?
2: Um, I just think, uh, as far as as far as trying to find the time to do things and trying to keep things going, is just to not try not to put too much pressure on yourself, mm. because um, a lot of the time you c- you you can kind of c- tell yourself that you need to you need to keep up a regular a regular upload schedule and things like that, and you just need to remember that this is not your job. Mm. You have a job. This is not your job. This is your hobby, and. If it is your job, then that makes things a little bit more complicated. But you nobody's expecting anything of you. That's what you need to remember is that nobody at nobody's thinking, Cat hasn't uploaded anything today. I wonder if everything's all right. Because until it is your job it's you're not obliged to do that yeah um that's what i that's what i've been learning more and more recently anyway because i was very anxious in the beginning that i had to upload every week and i made so many promises that i ended up not
1: keeping and that made it worse it's interesting because as you were speaking i just wrote down people will wait and i was thinking because <laughs> i was going to ask about that like that maybe it's more of a pressure that we put on ourselves thinking Absolutely. that we have to live up to this and You know, I think sometimes we're a lot harder on ourselves than Mm. to other people, than other people are on us. Yeah,
2: there's very few people that I actually get disappointed with if they don't do something that they said they're going to do, like creatively, Mm. because I understand. I understand that life gets in the way, and that's
1: okay. That's true, definitely. Mm. So is there anything else that you would like to tell us about your YouTube channel, about what people can expect, about the kind of things that you're going to be showing in the future or, or the direction that you want to take with it?
2: Um, well, I've. It's not, some, it's not the kind of direction that I'd intended on taking, but, uh, and I certainly don't want to seem like I'm selling out by any means, but it's um, my, my, my most popular video was uh, a skincare-related video.
1: Gizmo again.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was a skincare related video and it was reviewing two products that are very, very popular and the video went crazy. And that was kind of the reason behind the whole growth on my channel recently. So I want to kind of respect that and keep going with the skincare products because I love skincare anyway. Mm. Um, although I've, it's something quite new to me and I'm always learning. I'm always learning different Skincare routines and things like that, so um I think sharing all of that with people is quite nice although i don't i don't claim to be an expert um, but otherwise i don't want to lose my roots i don't want to i don't want to lose what I originally came here for, like I still want to do a little bit of everything I want to do vlogs in the springtime again, same as last year, and um yeah, just a little bit of everything, really there should be something there for everyone. <laughs>
1: Do you think you'll ever, I have seen a lot of people where they split up, they do vlogs on one channel, and then they do like their content, or do you think they should be mixed? Is that a big YouTube debate? I don't know.
2: I don't know, actually. I know I know of a couple of um, YouTubers that just put it all on the same channel, and it doesn't bother me, but they, they're kind of like weekly vlogs, so it's only like one a week, mm. which is fine um and i think that works quite well but then you do get the people who daily vlog now they that's a lot of content so that i can understand why they put it onto another channel and i i set myself up another second channel when i first started youtube like i'm going to have a second channel and it's called more catia <laughs> how original <laughs> And uh, it's got 10
1: subscribers on it. I haven't even touched it. Really? (laughs) Do you think it's just people that have come over from your original account or they new people? Yeah, it's just like my mom. (laughs) (laughs) See, you have to love supportive moms. They're there. (laughs) They ride with you. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, it's funny. Do you think you'll ever open up that channel, or what were you planning to? What was more, Katya? What was?
2: It was going to be for vlogs, but then um, I I don't do too many vlogs at the moment anyway. When I do the continuous vlogs, when I do the weekly vlogs, um, I did um, twelve weeks worth last spring, mm. and in by the end of it, I called them the spring vlog vlogs because it was the whole of the spring, and I'm missing it now. I'm starting to get itchy to vlog again. Which is really strange, but it's it's good fun. So uh, I'm thinking about starting it again this Easter and carrying it on for another twelve
1: weeks and making it hopefully an annual thing. I said now that I've said it, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> That's sometimes a problem. I know for me, I I like cringe at saying something until I'm definitely sure because I know. for some reason I psych myself out. I know it's like I'm going to lose weight. No, you're <laughs> <where> not. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, if I just don't talk about it, then I exactly, the, then yeah. it happens, but the minute that I like I shouldn't say that, but maybe I think maybe it's a mindset thing.
2: Yeah. I think cuz uh, there there was actually something I read something recently that you shouldn't tell people what you're going to do or what your plans are because um in your mind you've ticked it off. It's like you have ah. kind of done it. That makes
1: so much sense. Actually, that makes it harder. That could be why, because our brain is always figuring things out and doing things. So it's like, okay, this is one less thing I have to worry about. They've done. That makes so much. That now I know. (laughs) I love when things click. That's really cool. (laughs) That makes so much sense. So, is there anything that you know now that you wish you had known when you started? Um.
2: Not, I'm not sure, really. I mean, so much. <laughs> so much stuff. Only because, like I said earlier, I'm I'm always learning. Always learning new tricks to editing. And <sighs> learning not to compare myself to other YouTubers is very important. Because I think in the beginning I was taking so much inspiration from other YouTubers that I was almost trying to be mm. one of them. And that was difficult. Because it was difficult to come out of that and just try to be more of myself. Because... Nobody wants to go and watch one YouTuber who is incredibly famous, has millions of subscribers, and then go and watch um, another, basically a, a carbon copy of the same YouTuber just with 10% of the followers. Hmm. Nobody wants to watch the same video twice. And it's important to kind of be yourself and kind of put your own spin on things. And it's difficult sometimes. Of course it's difficult, but... Um, it's just something you need to try and work on really and it's something I need to still work on
1: but it seems it the power is in being you I think you oh, know yeah. when you find mm-hmm. that it's it's nice when we we start to accept that and like find our own way and people respond to it and then we're like yay yeah exactly. <laughs> and we can go this way so how can the people out there in podcast land find you what kind of <laughs> social media sites can they find you on and what are your handles well um obviously youtube is the main one. <laughs> oh, sorry gizmo uh yeah
2: youtube's the main one obviously and it's katia constantine so k-a-t-y-a and then constantine like the film <laughs> <laughs> and um my, i also use instagram and twitter and that's cat underscore constantine so i did use snapchat for a while, and then I realized that I wasn't 15. <laughs> Sorry, no offense to anybody who uses Snapchat. I get it. It's just that I also don't understand it.
1: <laughs> so I don't. I completely. I understand with you. I'm starting to get on Instagram stories now, which I think has it's very t- similar. It's very similar, but yeah. I think more people are doing Instagram stories because they already have an Instagram account. But Snapchat, yeah, yeah I, I I couldn't.
2: I just don't understand it. Yeah, I think i maybe just maybe I just got into it when I was
1: too old. <laughs> I think so I think there's probably other people out there that feel the same way like us maybe yeah I don't know
2: I hope so I hope I'm not the only one
1: (laughs) so I always like to end. well I don't say always because I've only done like a few of these while I'm in Spain but it's interesting to end the podcast Um, I've had some friends that have speak speak different languages Mm -hmm. so we know in Spain we can say like adios hasta luego but is there something that's like typical English how we would like end a conversation at all. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know maybe I've heard like cheer, like cheerio, or is that uh, cheerio? Please forgive my accent. I, I have not perfected it.
2: <laughs> we don't say cheerio. <laughs> okay, is that Australian or is that just no, movies like it's this? Movies, yeah. Okay, that's uh, Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins. Right. Cheerio.
1: Which I hear is like the worst impersonate, like worst accent terrible. it was like yeah nathan was actually telling me about this really? so it's interesting it's terrible but it's great at the same time yeah
2: i am personally a fan
1: <laughs> so is there something that you would say do you think or um let me think i'm trying to even think in canada if there's a way that we
2: the way i always say goodbye to you guys is always see you later
1: yeah see you later so with that we will see you later brave makers and thank you for joining us Bye. Bye. Bravemaker is a
2: 501c3 nonprofit organization. Our work is funded by generous patrons like you. Support the podcast with a tax deductible donation at bravemaker.com. Thanks for listening to the Brave Maker podcast. Subscribe, give us a rating and share with a friend. Brave stories change the world. You are the story.